Welcome to the Team Creek Tribe podcast. Okay, so we're here with Charlie Goldmacher. Welcome, welcome to the Team Creek Tribe podcast. Um, so I wanted to uh, have this podcast with you because you're you've got to be aside from my own family, you've got to be our our longest uh, term member, right? You're you're definitely the only other fourth degree black belt that we have currently in the system. And oh, we got a little ticking going on here. Let's get rid of that. There we go. Um, <clears throat> so uh, take us back to the beginning. Uh, first of all, let's let's even before we get into that, let's talk about um, just who you are. Um, so I always um, tell people, and this podcast is really made for our own students. I I didn't make this podcast with dreams of like, oh, I'm going to have like this high rated podcast. <laughs> You know that that the world is going <laughs> to listen to. It's really for our own students or for people who might be interested in finding out about us, and then um, you know just hearing a little bit about some of the real life stories from our own students. But um, just a little uh, stump speech about you as a person, um, maybe where you're from, and uh, what you do for a living, that kind of thing, and then we'll get into the specifics about your training. Basically, yeah, I'm originally from New York. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell from the accent, <laughs> right? We can hear that. <laughs> I've been down here since 95. Uh, I Up in New York, I used to own my own businesses. Wasn't 95 Andrew? Right after Andrew. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, was it after Andrew? Yeah, right after Andrew. Okay. Uh, and uh, moved down here. I own businesses up in New York. I uh, came down here and uh, didn't have a job. Uh-huh. And that time I was married and kicked me in the butt and said, get a job. <laughs> uh, I sold cars for five years, uh, pharmaceuticals for a couple of years, uh, and then got into selling insurance, what I'm doing now, and been doing this for 22 years. Okay. Uh, and I enjoy it every day. I always said, if I don't like what I'm doing, I'm not going to do it anymore. I never wanted to be that person that went, oh, I got to go to work today. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it every day. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, your journey with us started in, in it's got to be, what, 2005? 2005, yeah. Okay, because I, I know this because we opened in late 2004, and I know you weren't, you didn't sign up in the original, like, right as soon as we opened, but it wasn't that long afterwards that you, you signed up. Uh, so tell, tell our listeners how that came to be. Well, I had this guy who was an across-the-street neighbor, <laughs> we used to talk to all the time about it. Oh, that's you. <laughs> that's right. We used to be neighbors. Uh, I've always wanted to do martial arts since I was a kid. Uh, always fascinated with it. My daughter, when she was younger, did uh, martial arts, and I always used to take her and watch and practice. And just talking with you, and at that time, uh, my ex-wife said, "Yeah, l- let's give it a try." So we came down and to give it a try, and I just fell in love with it, and just. Stayed with it. I enjoy it. Was it you and she together at first? At the beginning, yeah. Yeah, you were and both in class. That's right. right. I forgot about that. And it was just a trial membership and everything like that. And mm-hmm. she liked the exercise part of it, but not the discipline part of it and all the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just embraced it all. Excellent. Excellent. So, so then, 2005, now it's 2023. <laughs> yeah. We're... we're we're moving in on quite a few years in training, so, and you've stayed pretty consistent with your training the whole time. You you weren't somebody that you know took any 
kind of extended leaves from from your training other than because broken arms injuries yeah <laughs> but it was never just like oh let me go try something else it was it was injury um that that kind of pulled you away but uh <clears throat> so uh you've you've reached the fourth degree black belt now with us and and um tell because that's not something that's common right everybody doesn't make it to fourth degree no uh sometimes people get started and and unfortunately, within just a few months after they start, they've already kind of moved on to something else. What is it for you that keeps you training, that keeps you wanting to train? And by the way, you got started at what age? 45. 45, right? So a lot of people are starting much younger than that, right? Most most people in our school are children. I wish I started when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so starting when you're 45 and, and now you're 62, 363? I mean, how, how do you, um, how, what makes you stick with it for so long when so many adults find the excuses of, um, you know, this hurts, that hurts, <laughs> um, I'm too busy, I'll, I'll, so many different excuses. What, what's the driving force for you? I've already planned my 10th degree is when I'm 95. <laughs> nice. I already have it planned out. Amazing. Uh, what keeps me, I, I've always been active doing sports my whole life. Since I was a little kid, I played all sports. Uh, I just like being active and training. I like coming to class and learning more. Uh, even if it's one little thing, even if it's a kata that we've been doing for years, and then all of a sudden you just tweak it one little thing and it just clicks into my head. I'm learning more. Yeah. I, I love going back and helping some of the younger belts and just going over and assisting them with stuff. I may not be able to do things to perfection at this point. I'm still trying. Do we, ever, I, do we ever make it to perfection? No. <laughs> but, but I know what to do to, to teach it that way. Right. It's like when I coach hockey. I know how to do a lot of the moves and everything I can do myself. No, but I can coach the kids sure. on how to do it. Sure. And I enjoy doing that, helping the, the younger belts. Yeah. Even on Sundays when the black belts go to the park, I like going to the park and helping them. Right. Yeah. yeah so, so giving back that service um, in the martial arts is, a, is often a, a motivator because because to teach someone else is kind of like to learn it again yourself and to refine it and exactly. take it to the next level. Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, you mentioned like even when it's a kata and you're just and you, like you've been you've done it a million times already, but you're still looking for that one little thing that can tweak it, right? Like in my experience, that's so true because uh, even after all the years that I've been doing martial arts, uh, sometimes I'll discover something just just in my own kind of like trying to break it down and explain it to somebody else i'll discover something that i never really realized about what it is that that we do or about how to convey that and so uh i find martial arts isn't like once you learn it you just now you know it and that's the end of it it's it's constantly evolving even the things that you already know they evolve right they, they go to the next level so i, I think if people understand that they won't get to a point where it's like, oh yeah, I already know that. Uh, show me something different now, right? So I think that I, I love that about you that your mind is always open to to like go deeper into the same thing that you are already doing, not just think like I already know that. Show me something different. 
right? Um, I, unfortunately, I think in these days, you can get almost any information just at the click of a button, right? You go on the mm -hmm. internet and find anything that you want. Uh, and sometimes we get, we get that information and we don't really take it to a level of proficiency with it. We just kind of get it down so-so uh, and we're like, all right, now show me something different. And so we, we become filled with all this knowledge of stuff that we're not even really good at. We're just kind of fair at. So, so I do like, I, I like what you just described too of like go, going deeper into things and trying to really become um, excellent or, or outstanding at something rather than just, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got this down good. Oh, look how many even the black belt katas the how long did it take me to do as I call it the dipsy doodle <laughs> uh, but I kept on working on it and working on it even in class when you go over things and you and you break it down sometimes and it's just one little thing and you you sit there and see me looking going up in the sky just okay trying to get it into my brain right all right this is what let's change this we got to make it and I'm conscious about it the yeah. next time I'm doing it to make sure I'm doing it correctly that way. Sure, sure. So um, in, in your life, before you got involved uh, with our school, um, you were pretty active. You, you've talked to me about your hockey and it, what other kind of things have you done? Well, I've, I've played every sport there is competitively, either for a, you know, for a league or something like that, except lacrosse and soccer. Okay. Uh, Baseball, bowling, tennis, uh, basketball, football—every uh, everything. And currently, I know because of our conversations uh, previously, you, you've got a new love of a sport. I do pickleball. Pickleball. I play that at least five days a week, sometimes wow. twice on Fridays. <laughs> uh, nice. And yeah, that's. I stopped playing tennis. Actually, I tell people back in 1988 because <clears throat> I had nobody to play tennis with. Because I would play, I played competitive. I started, I picked up a racket when I was 13 years old. Never had a racket before in my life. Never swung a racket, hit a ball. Tried out for the tennis team in junior high. Made the team and played third singles for half the year. Huh. And, you know, ninth grade I was MVP. Uh, so I just have a, a thing with sports. Yeah. I just love playing them. Sure, sure. Um, now that you're in your early 60s, do you find yourself um, competing against people your own age, or is it more? Are do you are you more challenged by going against the younger people? In what pickleball? In, in anything. anything? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It's the younger kids that uh, they always look and say, "This guy's an old guy," so I want to. Yeah. You know, I want to keep up with them and uh, yeah. do things. Uh, a lot and, of them are surprised on pickleball court how fast I can do things. Sure. Sure. That's what I'm imagining, because I have, haven't witnessed you play pickleball, but I'm imagining, you know, you're probably in that scenario around people that are somewhat your age, and or are they younger? Oh, there are people I'm playing in the 20s. Oh, okay. And they're really fast. All right. And stuff. And, and they don't, they're like, oh, who's this guy coming Yeah, and, <laughs> and then a lot of them are surprised. And there's somebody, you know, I play a lot. And well, in my neighborhood, and during the week, I play a lot of uh, people my age. Well, that's what I was assuming because yeah. you had talked about there's something in your neighborhood yeah. and, and um, you're in a community of, of, what is it, 50 and over? Or 55 and over. 55 and over, yeah. So so there's somewhat of that. And my guess is you're running circles around those people. Uh, a lot <laughs> of them, yeah. Uh, I have been. <laughs> yeah. And uh, actually when I go, I play in a, uh, another community on Tuesday and Thursday night, also an over 55 community. And uh -huh. 
they're just okay. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> well, it's impressive too because, like, even when I watch you here uh, in a regular sparring class, you're you're our oldest student, so there's there's never anybody older than you in class, and um, uh, like you you don't really you don't see a difference in your energy level than than the younger kids. I mean, they might be bouncing around and jumping up and being a little little more squirrely, but like you last through these rounds and you're you know you're you're energetic and you're able to you know withstand whereas sometimes the younger guys are the ones that need to take a break they need to sit out around right so uh so it's impressive that you you know can be you're 10 years older than i am and you can have that kind of energy so uh, i think that's that's really impressive so what do you do besides just training in class and doing pickleball what do you do to enhance your overall conditioning I, I, well, I try to keep my cardio up, uh, you know, uh, at the house. I'll be doing push-ups. You can see I push up in class, uh, trying to do things. I'll, I'll go out and ride my bicycle. Uh, I'll go out through the Everglades and just go on a path and just ride my bicycle. Uh, and I, I film that. Next time I have my drone, going to follow me. Oh, nice. Uh, and... Uh, just different things to try to keep my cardio up. I also try to eat right. It's during the week, weekends or something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I've seen your I've seen your weight vary throughout the years, right? When you started martial arts, you were two hundred twenty-five pounds. Two twenty-five, yeah, much much bigger. Now you're you're what one one seventy-five. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's a huge difference. So, um, do you have like? Any kind of standards for yourself, like, like you know, I I, I have to do this X number of times a week, or um, I I know you just mentioned I'm I try to eat well throughout the week, and then the weekends I lighten up a little bit and, and maybe splurge or whatever. But like, is there anything set, or is it just you kind of just approach it as you approach it, and sometimes it's better. Sometimes uh, it's I, I'm basically a person of habit and routine. Aren't we all? So uh, I have Sundays I make my meals for the week. Okay. And they usually, you know, like I said, decent, healthy meals. And I don't over-splurge eating stuff. Do I snack? Of course I snack. I have a sweet tooth. Uh, but I don't overdo things. Right. Uh, to try to keep things down. I know if I don't show up for a class on Monday or Wednesday, you're wondering, where are you? Right. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. It's a real rarity not to see you on one of those two nights. And uh, so, yeah, I try to stay in a routine. Uh, so this way you don't deviate from the routine and make sure things get done in the course of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did I want to ask you just now? So, so like, when you, look, when you look at your career as a martial artist, uh, you, you've spent, you know, close to 20 years now getting closer to 20 years doing this um, what what do you think are the most important aspects or what what do you look back on and say this is what I think is for a student to really be focused on to to ensure or to better uh, better ensure that they will be successful on their journey to black belt and beyond if they choose to continue well, I know, like we do in class, even for me as a fourth degree, and we go back, okay, we're doing short one. How many times have I done short one? Mm -hmm. But, and a lot of people will get bored. 
doing short one. Uh, I try to do it. I'm trying to make my performance stronger. So I look stronger, look better. I try to look like I'm a black belt. Right. So people go, hey, that's the way it should be done. Yeah. Uh, I, to me, I, I like the aspect of, of the self-defense part. Knowing that, uh, and I've learned a lot of things, you know, with the sparring and stuff like that, and uh, in our self-defense in class, and even Saturday mornings, the jiu-jitsu, I enjoy all that stuff because today the world's crazy. Yeah. You don't know who's, you know, what coming at you, doing whatever. I had a person almost come at me at a gas station before I got the pump before him. Mm. And he started coming at me yelling and screaming, and I just stood there and looked at him because we learned don't do anything, you know, just avoid things. Yeah. In your life, have you ever been attacked? Not since I was in junior high. Okay. Um, and, and, and so then that's certainly not since you've been a martial artist and, and, uh, that I think sometimes can speak to the fact that when you are capable of defending yourself, uh, many times you give off kind of a, you give off a sense to other people, right? There's this aura about us that people kind of sense like, Mm, they look a little too sure. <laughs> they look a little too confident, right? And you become less of a victim because you carry yourself a different way than somebody who doesn't know how to protect themselves. I don't think I, I carry myself any way than what I've always been because hey, I'm a 63-year-old man, you know, they, like, hey, he's an older guy. Uh, I don't. It's just I have the knowledge and just sit there and think, you know, if somebody does this, what's going to happen? I've had a party, somebody come and grab me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a joke, they'll grab they me. Know, they yeah, and I'll sit there and I'll just stop and I'll go, now, how bad do you want me to hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They usually let go. Sure. Uh, even my brother, you know, he was six, seven, you know, 350 pounds. Yeah. And he grabbed me, he said, he's going to throw me in the water to get me wet. And I said, guaranteed I'll be dry, you'll be wet. <laughs> and he thought for a minute and let go. Yeah. Uh, it's just knowing so I watch a lot of videos tons yep. of videos yeah and I know Anthony and I we send videos back and forth to one another yeah different Muay Thai videos Krav Maga videos all different constantly things. learning yes yeah, I'm constantly learning yeah well when when I talk about like you carry yourself differently uh, I don't mean like cocky walking around oh, I'm you know I'm right. Mr. big big I just mean we give off as people who know how to defend themselves, we give off an energy. A self-confidence. Yeah, and it's not a negative energy, it's no. not a, by, by any means. It's just like, I think people that choose, choose victims, whether they're conscious of it or not, they will go for someone who looks like an easier target. And while, while your age might put you into a category that some people would think would be an easier target, I don't think you carry yourself like a typical 63-year-old. You know, uh, my head's always up, and I'm looking, and I'm saying hi to everybody. I, yeah. I have that confidence in me. And I know, I know there are a lot of people, 63, who look like they're 83. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and that's what I mean. That's the difference in the way you carry. You carry yourself like somebody who is still strong, who is somebody who's still confident, who's somebody that's, you know, like. And so that was meant to be a compliment. Yeah. Not, not. No, not, no, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's. Uh, 
That's good. So let's uh, let's think about like in your training with us. What have you enjoyed the most? I know self defense is is one of your favorite things, but if you were to kind of say maybe the top two or three things that you really enjoy the most about your training, um, whether it's specific things about curriculum or if it's just like some abstract thing that I'll give you an example. Years ago, you remember Wilfredo sure. Yeah. He and his family trained here and, and um, Wilfredo just had a conversation with me one day and he was like, you know, when, I, when we got started here, we wanted to like do something to be active and we wanted to, um, you know, learn how to defend ourselves. He said, but he goes, I'll tell you what I never expected was to meet so many friends from a oh, dojo. Yeah. He's like, I had no, it wasn't even in my thoughts that we would like find friends here. He said, so it was the most unexpected benefit of being in the dojo was to like have these friendships that last, you know, not just years, but sometimes, you know, a decade or more. I have a lot of the adults that I'm friends with and, uh, you know, they, they've come to my house for parties and uh, we've gotten together on the outside. Uh, yeah, a lot of them, like I said, just, I was telling you, just Vivian just sent her a thing and yeah. because we were talking and uh, I consider her one of my good training partners. Yeah. Uh, you know, as well as Anthony and, and, and Brian and, you know, Joe and, sure. you know, all the adults. Uh, yeah. I, in, you know, enjoy their company and enjoy doing things with them. Yeah. So you, so you agree with kind of what Wilfredo is saying, what strike when you, maybe you never thought about it, but like, if you take a second now to think like, what are your most enjoyable aspects of training? Uh, I like, we'll break it down on eight day classes. I like learning to trying to hone my things with the cotters and then we do all the pad work mm -hmm. to me. That's learning things and getting a good cardio workout. Yeah. And I tell everybody about, you know, I sit there and say, well, Wednesday, let's do it. Wednesday, I'm booked. That's my fun night. <laughs> I tell them that's fun. Yeah. It's black belt class. After black belt class, it's sparring. That's my fun night. I'll not give that up. Mm -hmm. Priorities. Yeah. To me, that, that, that's my fun night. Good. That's what I look forward to. Yeah. It's my midweek, <clears throat> happy hump day sparring <laughs> in black belt class. Right. Right. Um, and so when you miss a day like that, what, what are the ramifications? What, what, how do you feel? Does it, do you notice anything like, besides just, oh, I missed it and I, I'm like, you know, emotionally I missed being there or whatever. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but uh, is there any, do you notice like, is there an energy difference? Is there a, um, I don't know, I don't want to give you the answers, but like, yeah, what, it, what, do, you, I, what I, do you feel? I feel a little, I feel I'm missing something. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's one of those things. I know I had something for my, uh, for my granddaughter. I was on a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite night. Now, of course my kids and grandkids come first. It was just like, I felt that I was missing something. Uh, and I have to make it up. Yeah. That's what I have to do. And how do you make it up? I'll come to another class. I'll come on a Thursday or something like that. Or, you know, during the day or something like that, I'll, myself in extra training working hard mm -hmm. at doing things to make up for what I'm missing yeah yeah what would you say um, because you've had this extensive period of time um, 
as an adult, starting as an adult, what would you say to someone who's listening to this and, and saying, you know, I've always wanted to do it, but, and all of a sudden the list of excuses starts to form in their head like we all do, right? Like when we, we think about starting something new, we, we have this moment of excitement, like, oh, that would be cool, but then we have the list of like, but, you know, I'm so busy, I'm so much of this, or I don't know if I have the money to do it, I don't know if I have the time to do it, you know, I've got to, you know, all this, the whole list, right? So what what would you say could help get them past the fear of doing it? Well, in terms of, in terms of money, you can't know people's financial stuff, but in terms of all the other buts, there is no other buts. It's, you could always find time, people find time to do other things, find time to make this uh, to come to class. The thing was, well, I'm too old to do it. You're never too old to do it. You know, you could start and do whatever. Right. Uh, well, I've had injuries. Jeez, I've had injuries. Uh, I've had, as you know, I've had at different times, both my arms broken. <laughs> right. Uh, and I cannot wait to get back to class and, and everything like that. And, you know, my knee's been bothering me to side for the past six, seven months, uh, and I've been to the orthopedist, and he says, you know, I said, on a certain stretch, he goes, don't do that stretch. Yeah. You know, at certain times, it, it, it will hurt me and everything like that, but it's like, I, but okay, you still, but you still I, I still, still show up, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I've had many things, my back, my, you know, different things. It's just like, this is a way to just keep going, and I don't want that as an excuse. Sure. Uh, I hate that. And I find even financially, of course, they're, they're, somebody could be in a situation where they just truly, they're strapped, right? Right. But it's also been my experience that, because I know I've done this, I say I can't afford something when I could if I wanted it, but exactly. I don't want to spend the money. I just don't want to spend the money on that thing, right? So it's sometimes it's less of like, I can't afford it, and it's more of like, is this something I really want? And, and I think... When it is, don't we find ways to pay for things that we really want? Of course. Yeah. So, so we, uh, when when people are on the side and and thinking like I, I'd like to try it, my my advice is if if you know if money is is an issue, think well what what am I spending money on that I I don't really need in my life and that would allow me to do this right? So there's always those ways of getting around it. Cut out Starbucks four times a week and you have it. Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, so what else would you like to um, share with people about either your, your, um, your philosophy about uh, being a martial artist or any success tips? Because like I said, you're, you're one of the people that have traveled the furthest with us, you know, outside my own family. Uh, does anything come to mind? Like you said, man, after, after all these years of me doing this, I've learned a few things. Some things... I've made adjustments and it's worked better when I've done it this way. And it's, you know, I look back and I say, oh, if I, I would have had that realization sooner, I would have started doing that sooner. Anything come to mind like that? Success tips? It's just coming here is basically just about one of the highlights of my week. It's, I enjoy it. Uh, to me, it's fun. I have camaraderie with a lot of people here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm learning things and it's, it's fun learning it. Uh, I know with a lot of things that I that I have learned, I have more confidence out in the world. If something, a situation arises and stuff like that, I could, you know, be prepared for it. Uh, just the enjoyment of 
helping other people. That to me is also, you know, helping to expand my knowledge to other people and explaining things to them. Uh, not all the time I could do it correctly, but I know how to explain it. Sure. Um, just really just come and do it. Uh, yeah. You never know until you try, really. How about with people that are already our students, but they they deal with motivation issues as, as we all do, right? So I, I, I like people to know that even I, as the Shihan, deal with motivation issues. Sometimes I don't feel like training. I just, Same just thing with me. There, there are some days when I had a rough day at work or I'm tired and I'm just like, oh, I, don't, I don't want to go to class, but I'm a person of routine. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go to class. I, I come here and, and once I start training and start doing things, it just picks me right up. Yeah. Uh, changes the feeling, right? Changes definitely the feeling. It's just so funny. Even the other night you said, oh, first time you, I've, you've seen me yawn. <laughs> That's right. Literally, in all my years, I don't think I've ever seen you young. And, and it was one of those days that I was, I was tired. I had a rough night. I had, you know, a busy day, and I was a little bit tired. But I said, I'm coming to class, and I'm going to train. Yeah. And uh, I let that young slip out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. So, um, yeah, so with, with people that are already training, and, and they, uh, they, they get that feeling of... Um, I don't know if to, I don't know if I should go tonight, or they're you know they're having that mental battle in in their head. What, you kind of mentioned that like once you start training, when, if you can just get here, right? Like if you can if you, you can just, just show up. Here, it, it's it's people who make excuses. Uh, if they're like, well, you know, I don't want to do this tonight, and then a friend, I don't want to go out, and then a friend calls them up, and says, hey, let's go out to a party. They're gonna run to the party. Mm. So how tired really were you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you just have to get the frame of mind, uh, you know, to go and do it. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know. And what's your experience usually? I think you started to touch on this, but like you show up tired and then in the process of moving and, and going through the routines of the class, how do you end up leaving? Do you end up leaving feeling like, man, I really shouldn't have come tonight? Oh, no, I never. I, I was <laughs> like, oh, I had a great class. Right. I enjoyed myself. I come here and, you know, and there's times we'll sit and talk before class while we're stretching everything. I'm oh, tired today. I had a rough day and everything like that. Yep. But once I'm out here on the floor and I have you know, different people that, you know, even the younger kids, we talk and friends, even with Cameron, Cameron will sit and talk with us when we're stretching and everything like that. He's a good kid. Yeah. Uh, it's the camaraderie that I have. And then when I start training and we're doing everything together, it just lifts lifts me right up. And just, I walk out of class saying, that was a good class. I had fun. It's always fun. Awesome. Awesome. So you've got goals to make it to 10th degree black belt. 95. I have it all set out. All right. So what, what are your immediate goals? Because obviously, uh, when we have goals of reaching the top of the mountain, we can't be looking up at the top of the mountain the whole time because yeah. we need to look where we're about to go next. What's next for you? What, what's some immediate I'm, goals you got? Uh, next is looking forward to my fifth degree. Yeah, but what specifically, what about fifth degree are you, are you, do you feel you need to focus in on? Learning more and uh, kind of perfecting what I already know. Mm -hmm. To sit there and people go, that's a fifth degree black belt. Right. He's not just a first degree or, you know, second degree. He looks like a fifth degree black belt, like he knows right. and has that confidence and knows what he's doing and can perform. Awesome. I'm always looking to get better and better and better. And that doesn't come from staying out of class, does no, it? No, it doesn't come from staying out of class. Even though I'm getting older and older and older, I'm looking to get better, better, better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, Charlie, thank you for uh, taking some time out of your day to come and, and talk with us and, and uh, share some of your insights. Uh, because again, you, you've lasted the longest out of any of our students, <laughs> besides the people in my own family, which they're not allowed to quit. So, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, awesome. Thanks again, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you shine the apple for your fifth degree. I'll be here on. Uh, What's your target Monday. date for fifth? Uh, Do you have that one in your mind? I think it's uh, November of what's the point? Ninety-five. How many more years? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't figure out the, the what the date it was. That's okay. You got my some age. Time. I figured yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with that, and uh, and thanks again. Thank you. All right.